is America's game. Now, 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 stop coming and say everything to change. The change. That walk to make you open your brain. Open your brain. Eric Vanek is here, so remember the name. Remember the name. Hey, hey. He got the waiver wire for the week. Tell you who to start and who to give a seat. Dropping the podcast every week. You know the knowledge is elite. After the show, we gon' hold a Lombardi. Celebrating like we throwing a party. This the blueprint that I know they gon' copy. Come on, intros always go to hottest. Cause this is America's game. Hey everybody, welcome back to America's Game, episode number 17. I'm your host, Eric Vanek, and you can find me on Twitter at EricVanekNFL. And this time, I am joined by the other half of 4D, Adam. What's going on, Adam? What's going on, Eric? Ready for America's Game? The intro always gets me uh, in the in the right mindset for America's Game too, man. Right, you know? right. For sure. And uh, happy Thanksgiving uh, to everybody listening to this on Thanksgiving. Uh, which will be tomorrow, record, recording this on Wednesday. But happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Hopefully you guys are uh, listening to this on the drive to the fucking in-laws. You don't want to hear shit and all that. Don't have to deal with the annoying in-laws so you can listen to this instead. Absolutely, man. Give you a highlight for Thanksgiving, for the holiday travels, you know? Yeah, before you want to uh, just punch yourself in the face repeatedly listening yeah. to the in-laws. Go, yeah. go, go hide, you know, in some room. Yeah, there you yeah. go. This will yeah, get you like, in the right headspace. Yeah, like leave me alone. I just want to watch football and listen to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me oh, food. Shut up. Let me watch football and go it, away. It's always funny because, uh, like, you know, I'm I'm – <laughs> I'm traveling to El Paso, so like I don't get to see uh, this side of the family very often, and it's like I'm gonna get there on Thanksgiving, and it's gonna be you know Mike and I record. We're gonna want to watch football the whole day, and it's like you know here's Adam just want to watch football all fucking day, and uh, you know everyone's like all right, well I guess we're just gonna watch sports ball all day. That's what they call it. They let me know they they're kind of not feeling it, but yeah, I'm gonna watch some <laughs> damn games, man. Watch. <laughs> yeah, we need to get you some of those Bose like noise canceling headsets. <clears throat> man exactly right exactly right <laughs> hell yeah all right well in this week's episode we are going to do the nfc side of the crystal ball uh looking ahead at some of these teams and what we're thinking basically the same thing me and mike did last week but just the nfc side so you ready to get into it adam no uh no oh, yeah. laughing around today hey i'm ready man let's do it Look, well, right. t- t- tell me what you got t- tell me some of the things or where you want to start well, we're going to start in the NFC East, okay, and we're going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, the Cowboys. So coach and GM, obviously GM's not going anywhere. Coach, no. I think McCarthy's done good enough to where he ain't going to get shit canned. <laughs> um, so I think those guys are good. Then let's take a look at um, you know, the quarterback there. Obviously, Dak Prescott, he's still locked in, man. You ain't going to... Uh, you ain't going to be getting rid of Dak the way he's been playing this year. I'm sure you agree with that. Yeah, you know, it's funny, though, um, Eric, because if, I would say bef- the game before the bye, like mm-hmm. right before that game, there was a tired of Dak narrative. There was a McCarthy's, you know, not it. But they turned it around quite a bit. This offense went from very shaky, and mm-hmm. even when they were doing well, like it was kind of feeling meh to – Whatever they've been doing as far as really opening up the offense, throwing it a lot more. Dax look a whole of a lot better. Uh, mm-hmm. CD Lamb's becoming clearly what they should have been doing all the time, the, the feature of this offense. Um, yep. So I, I think I think now, moving forward to your point, 
it I can understand like I I, re, I think the reality is this too for the NFC um, when they go into the, the playoffs how they fare in the playoffs will be a big um, off season narrative you know if 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 they lose if they get bounced in the first round somehow let's say right yeah that 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 will probably just create because you know how the Dallas Cowboys narrative goes it's funny we're gonna we'll start with this one but a lot of other teams don't get that type of limelight and discussion all off season. So mm. I'm with you. I think Dak, there's no way Dak's gone. I, I don't, I think McCarthy's done enough right now to kind of solidify himself as safe. But if they were to lose, let's say in the first round and kind of get beat up pretty good, I could see where all of a sudden the narrative comes back on, let's say McCarthy. I'm not saying he's going to be gone, mm. but to where there's a lot of buzz around it. I could see that too. I, if they did get bounced in the first round, I wonder if they would shit can them to go mm-hmm. to somebody else. I thought they were going to do it last offseason when Sean Payton became available because that's always been the narrative that he's going to get Sean Payton and whatnot. For um, sure. Yeah, so who knows about that one. The other quarterbacks on the roster, Trey Lance, Cooper Rush. Um, Cooper Rush, uh, he signed for a two-year deal, so he's still going to be there. Trey Lance, we just you haven't heard much of him. I just think that's kind of a, a scenario where he's going to end up being there for a minute, you know? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> they made the trade for him. I, I think they traded enough uh, to get him into their lineup, which now says, like, all right, we're, we're not going to get rid of him. We have enough invested here that we're trying to groom him into the backup role. So, um and and then if there is a situation where Dak ends up moving on, where down the line they decide they want to move on from Dak, I think Trey Lance could potentially be the fill-in for that. But mm-hmm. I think they're grooming him to be a backup and to eventually um, see if they can get something out of the kid. But right now I think he's stuck there as the backup, and they're still trying to bring him along. I know there's a lot of development there. Right. Uh, running back situation. So Tony Pollard, he obviously signed the franchise tag this offseason, so he's looking for another big deal here. <clears throat> Has he played well enough to get a big deal? I don't know. I think they would want to have him back. He's still a really good player, in my opinion. He just hasn't hit the efficiency levels that he's had in the past. I think it's just, you know, doing a little bit more of the work. And then, you know, they don't really have a Ezekiel Elliott-type player behind him, you know, somebody that can carry the load. Uh, but they do have Rico Dottle, who is a free agent at the end of the season. Again, I think they'd like to have him back. And then Deuce Vaughn, you know, rookie. They haven't really used him too much yet, but... Yeah. What do you think about Pollard? Do you think they can uh, get him back? I, I, I would say, I'd put it this way. Um, Pollard <clears throat> right now hasn't played well enough to probably get himself into the range of like some, a bunch of teams are going to go pay him a lot of money. The, the running back market's right. already kind of fragile. So I, I think there's a scenario, I, I'll put it this way, where if he's willing to take a deal that's reasonable, that Dallas mm-hmm. would probably like to retain him. At the same time, I think that uh, what he's done this year, I do believe Dallas is probably going to feel like it's expendable. So I think they're going to operate from a position of we'd like to keep you on a deal that's pretty team-friendly. Team yeah. yeah, and if you don't want to take that, we'll move on. I, I right. think that's kind of the operating uh, lens mm-hmm. that Dallas is going to approach this one with. Right. Hopefully they do keep him. I do like him in this offense and the way they use him. I just I don't know if another offense would be able to like get as much out of him. So it would be interesting. Yeah. Um, I think the big thing too is you saw this year at least from me, Eric. If they could even bring in, if he was to take a team friendly deal, it, I think they need to bring in somebody that's a little more of this hammer role. Like, yeah, I think he operates really well in a not a full time usage role, a guy that can be a little more lightning to someone someone else's hammer. Um, so you get a guy that's you know, th- think of Tyler Algier type, something like that, right. where you bring well, in a look- guy like that, <clears throat> and then you have t- Tony Pollard. 
looking at some of the free agents. So there was always this kind of rumor I've I've heard before about Derrick Henry there. He's a free agent. He's going to be older though, so maybe he wants to take a you know, one year, six million dollar deal to sign with, you know, Dallas and have a chance at a championship. I could see that. Yeah. Um, you know, some of these other hammers that are out there that you're talking about, Gus Edwards is a free agent. Yep, that'd be a I, mean, I don't think one, I don't think they're bringing Zeke back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deontay Foreman, he always shows that he can do it. Maybe Deontay Foreman could be a guy that they could go for. Yeah, I, I think a guy like um, the ones you just mentioned. There. I, I think Derrick Henry would be uh, Kareem Hunt, AJ Dillon. Yeah, th- th- those are the guys, though, right? Like yeah. a thumper, a guy that's not necessarily a uh, you know a true running back savant, a heavy hammer back. Derrick Henry is getting old; he'll be thirty. So. The reality is if he's willing to sign a deal like that in that, you know, five, six million dollar range, I think that's something that yeah. could work if Pollard stays. Yep. Uh on to the wide receivers here. So C D Lamb coming up, uh, he's gonna be have to be paid here soon. Him and like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, those guys, they're looking to be getting paid here soon. So C D Lamb is right in that wheelhouse, looking to get a big deal. Michael Gallup is there till twenty twenty seven. Woof, that deal's looking bad. Uh, Brandon Cooks, he's still there for another year. Cooks is finally starting to turn it around. Like he started off really, really slow, but he's starting to turn it up a little bit for them. I figured yep. he would be a little bit better, but he is thirty. He is getting up there in age, so I get it. I, I um, think too with with Cooks anyway. He's starting to look better, and you got to remember the yeah. offense was kind of starting slow. I think that Cooks right. has found his rhythm. So I think that to, it's very important to monitor how he finishes the year because if he finishes well, like he's playing the last let's say three weeks. I think it's going to be a very good outlook for Cooks. But if he doesn't continue this, I, I, to your point, it's going to look like a bad contract again. Right. Um, Jalen Tolbert, the rookie they drafted um, last year, he's done some good things this year after a rookie season that was completely terrible. Um, he's looking better. He's looking like he can maybe overtake Gallup. He's already playing like the same amount of snaps as Gallup is. They're kind of <laughs> just splitting right now. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of these other rookies, they have Jalen Brooks, Kevante Turpin, uh, guys like that. So I think they're pretty good off on the wide receiver position. I don't see – I kind of see this is going to be the main four next year. Again, I don't – unless they draft one, you know, second round, third round or something like that. But I think they have more holes in this team where I don't think they have to really focus on wide receiver. I think they're pretty good there. <clears throat> Yeah, I think to uh, to the point you just made as well. I think that the way the reason it's important to monitor how Cooks finishes is CD Lamb right now is just this alpha to the point you're talking about with contract. He's going to reset the market when it gets done, right, right. And le- unless unless uh, you know Chase or Jefferson beat it to the punch, and they'll probably get him in that same exact range. Right. Um. So that's that's going to happen. They feel very good about that. But if they don't feel very good at, as Cooks being the two. Uh, and to your point, Gallup and Tolbert, like if Cooks does not become someone they feel more confident in weekly consistently, I think that they're going to put a little more of a priority in getting another weapon for Dak. Um, right. Ferguson's been good. So like that helps the pass yep. catching weapons. We're going to talk about the tight ends in a second. Um, but I just think that if Cooks does not continue to be consistent and if he's, you know, they're worried about his age and his consistency, I think they're going to make more of a priority in the second, third round, whatever it takes to get another pass catcher in there for Dak. And then, like you said, the tight ends. I think they have probably one of the uh, best trios of tight ends in the league. And Jake Ferguson, Luke Schoonmaker, and Peyton Hendershot. Um, Hendershot, uh, 2025, so he's not a free agent yet. But, man, I think these three are some of the three most, like, 
kind of athletic, sneaky athletic tight ends. They just yeah. kind of fit this mold. Um, I know Peyton Hendershot and Schoonmaker are really high up on the RAS scores. I, I forget where Ferguson's at, um, but they're all really, really good. Ferguson's been great this year. So, yeah, I think they're, they're set at that tight end position. Yeah, honestly, it's funny. Um, when, I, when I think about it, I think what's interesting is, too, to the point you're making, they, they all are – how do I want to put this? They all kind of – I know Ferguson's RAS score is not as good, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But it seems like they all they all move and, and play similarly. Like they all, mm-hmm. I think, um, are able to run and do similar routes. They're all able to kind of help and block some. So I think what makes it nice for, to your point, the trio, we may not like it as much in fantasy, but the trio is they, they have a repertoire of guys, whether they get hurt or don't, that they feel pretty right. confident in rolling out there. Um, any mm-hmm. given week, it's going to be, you know, Last week we saw Schoolmaker got the touchdown. It could right. th- th- that for the NFL side for Dallas. I think they feel confident with right. All right, on to a very interesting team, the New York Giants. So we'll start with the coach and the GM. Um, I don't think Dable is going to be cut. I think he's safe for at least one more year. Uh, if they have another bad season, then maybe he's on the hot seat. But what do you think about the GM? Do you think the GM could be on the hot seat here because he did? Do this Daniel Jones deal that's looking, you know, I've, I can't blame him, though. Daniel Jones played really well last year, but we did know that, like, there is this possibility that he would just fall off the cliff again. I don't want to say he's fallen off the cliff completely, but um, it's been bad. A lot of injuries this year, but the offensive line was. I, Andrew Thomas, I don't even think he drafted Andrew Thomas. I think that was... Um, Oh, the old Gettleman's uh, last that was, pick. That was yeah. Gettleman's pick. Yeah, yeah Gettleman's right. last pick. But this guy whiffed on Evan Neal. Kayvon Thibodeau hasn't been like that super dominant pass rusher. Like, he's been solid player. He's not terrible. But he hasn't been like that game wrecker that, you know, a lot of people thought he could be. So do you think the GM could be on the hot seat here? <clears throat> I, I would say hot seat is a definite possibility. I, I don't mm-hmm. think they get rid of him <clears throat> going into the 2024 season. I don't think he's had enough time to really say, yeah, we got to get rid of you. Right. Like, Cause he comes in in the 22 season right now to the point of evaluating his moves. It's not necessarily any moves he made particularly that's gotten this team. When you think about their, the mm-hmm. 2022 season where they were they yeah. look better given what they did and what oh. they will look great. I think he's definitely to your point safe. <clears throat> the problem mm-hmm. becomes though, Eric, This is one of the hardest things to do, and it's this situation that you were in with Daniel Jones. Okay, Daniel Jones played well enough, and arguably I think you're going to see that that could be one of the best years in football he'll play, like in his career. Oh, absolutely. So he's coming off of that year. And then one of the problems is if you don't have a true stud or a true guy that you feel is good enough to win games down the stretch in the playoffs especially, Mm -hmm. you – if you don't have that, if you don't have that guy, you want to have that guy. So I think what ends up happening, because the market is so ridiculous at quarterback, and you end up saying, hey, we need a quarterback. Like, we have to have this guy. Daniel Jones can be that guy for us. You pay him $40 million. It's, first of all, just from a team-building perspective, if that guy's not elite, you are screwed. Yeah. You can't build around a guy that takes that much of the cap. And... I think what's interesting about this team, I'll just put it this way. I think it's why he's on the hot seat. The, sometimes there's holes in, in a specific narrative because it is true. You want to build around the quarterback position. You don't want to build around the running back position. Everybody mm-hmm. can get on board with that. But the reality, I think, is that 
not I'm not going to say Daniel Jones wasn't a big part of their an integral part of them winning a lot of games last year, but I think if you di- if you discount what Saquon meant to this offense, you're also doing a disservice to him. There's certain exceptions right. at the position. Um and and they were going to potentially go in without Imagine how bad this team is. Imagine right now if they don't retain Saquon Barkley. Right. I mean, Daniel Jones, if you pay him $40 million and then you don't have a good weapon around him anywhere, yeah. what, what's the point in that? So I do think he's he's done some things that I, I believe warrant being on the hot seat. I don't think he's had enough time to truly shit can him. But, uh, right. yeah, man, I'm, I, I think he's, he's definitely on notice. I'll put it that yeah. way. And then, so on to the quarterback. We've already kind of talked about Daniel Jones and how much he's worth right now. This team's going to be picking in the top three, probably top five safely, top three, I'm thinking for sure. Obviously, they won last week against Washington that they probably shouldn't have won. They got a game against New England this week, which is basically a battle for like the first or second pick it's going to be. So if they win again this week, that's going to really hamper them from getting that elite quarterback. Maybe they could get you know, third and get Marvin Harrison, then awesome. Then you have Daniel Jones and Marvin Harrison, even though I don't really love that for Marvin Harrison. Yeah. I think the best case scenario for this team is they get a top two pick and trade Daniel Jones, do whatever you got to do on that. I know it's going to be a massive cap penalty to move him, but you got to, you got to go to Drake may or Caleb Williams over Daniel Jones, like the talent, disparity between those two is so greater you know yeah i just i don't i can't do it i've I've never been a big daniel jones fan yes he had a great year last year i acknowledge that that he played really well but he's just not it man he's not a franchise quarterback i i I think it's funny you brought this up eric because to me what i don't understand is i guess like how do i word this okay the cardinals for example right Mm mm-hmm they have their own pick. They don't have any other picks. They have their pick. Oh, they have the Texans first, too. I'm sorry. Well, let me let me let me rephrase. They were thinking there was a talk early that the Texans pick was going to be early, too. So it's like, right. okay, they're going to have an early pick and their own. Now the right. Texans pick is definitely not going to be early. It's going to be mid at, at worst. Um, yeah. So I think the reality is they still have their pick and they have the they have the Texans pick. So the reason I'm bringing this up is it's been such a hot topic that the Cardinals need to take the the quarterback with this top two or three pick and then right. move on from Kyler Murray, trade him. But what's crazy is they, the Giants, Daniel Jones and the Giants has, has not been anywhere near the level of, of talk about that. Like, mm-hmm. to me, it's the exact same thing. Yeah, I agree. What, if, if you are worried about Kyler Murray, why are you not worried about Daniel Jones if you're just out there? Like, right. da- Daniel Jones is not a proven player at all. The other thing that's pretty nice about the contract for Daniel Jones to the point uh, we're talking about here, they you can get out of it cap hit-wise really in like two to three years. But the mm-hmm. contract for Daniel Jones is only four. Murray's is five. They're both inflated contracts that if you're worried and you want to reset and potentially have a higher talent player, Drake mm-hmm. May's there. So right. I'm, I'm with you. I think if, the car, if, you're, if you believe that the Cardinals should explore this, I don't understand why you don't think the Giants should do it as well. I guess the only yeah. difference might be is anyone – is there even a team out there, period? Like Kyler Murray maybe someone's interested in. Is there a team out there, period, were like interested in Daniel Jones and at that type of money? That might be harder to find. 
Yeah, I think somebody would take a shot at Daniel Jones. I just think the money is the is the issue because he's got this new contract. So right, <clears throat> he's gonna have to move though if they get a, a rookie quarterback. I don't see them being able to have a forty million dollar backup. No, it's not gonna of, happen. So of course not. They're gonna have to move him on. This is a quarterback needy league. Somebody will take a shot at Daniel Jones. It just depends on the compensation. Sure, I think the, I think the, the Giants in this scenario, if they were to do that, like let's say they end up drafting Drake May, mm-hmm. they're gonna probably end up having to eat a piece of this money um, in a trade, right? So that's what that looks like would be the big concerning thing. Okay, sorry about that. Um, all go. right, so now looking at yeah, Tyrod Taylor, he's a free <clears throat> agent at the end of the year. I bet you they probably let him walk. Um, they brought in Barkley. Just that's just for Tommy DeVito insurance. DeVito's been okay. Like last week was fine, but the two weeks before that were absolutely pitiful. So I don't know if he's ever going to be like a decent backup, but we'll see what happens there. But this quarterback room can completely change. If I am a Daniel Jones owner in Dynasty. I'm selling any second round pick. You can have Daniel Jones. So I think you're probably on the same boat with me on that one. Yes, definitely. Okay. Agreed. Uh, running back. So Saquon Barkley, he's a free agent at the end of the year. Um, we'll see if they re-sign him. They should. Uh, their rookie quarterback's going to need all the weapons they can get. Matt Breed is a free agent. He'll be gone. Uh, Gary Brightwell, he's just been like a constant guy who stays there. He'll probably be there. And Eric Gray, they drafted last year. Yep. Uh, you think Barkley's going to be back there? <clears throat> I, I'd be interested to see. The, the one thing that's why this one's tough to evaluate is that when when you pass that initial date on the franchise tag, there's no ability to extend a long-term deal. Right. So like when they ended up making their whatever their compensation negotiation was to come together, you don't know if they had actually bridged the gap or if this is just a like hey, this is the best scenario for both of us given what we have now. Mm-hmm. So you don't really know what what each side believes moving forward. I would say Barkley might. I wouldn't be surprised if Barkley scorned enough that if someone else offers him a better deal, that he just leaves and might want mm-hmm. a better situation. I think when you think about Dimes being hurt, how he played early, right. Eric, this team's going to be pretty bad even next year. Even if they get Drake May, even, whether, they're still yeah. not going to project to be a yeah, great they, team. He might want to go elsewhere where he's feeling like that's a team that can win. I think their defense is middle of the road. They can still use a few pieces, but it's up and coming. The offensive line, just they need like Evan Neal just has just not been it. Andrew Thomas hasn't been healthy. He's still a really good player. Their interior, like they've had a lot of line injuries too. So, and that's a huge yeah. deal for yeah. a running back. <laughs> that's exactly. what creates well, a lot yeah, of lanes. quarterback, running back, the whole team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, wide receiver. So Darius Slayton, he'll still be there. Wandale Robinson still there. Jalen Hyatt still there. Um, Sterling Shepard, he needs to go. He's just cooked. Isaiah Hodgins is a free agent at the end of the year. Don't know if they'll bring him back or not. Paris Campbell's a free agent. He should be gone, so that'll free up some money too. Wide receiver room definitely needs some work still. They just have a lot of littler guys. Hyatt and Slayton are deep ball go-get-it guys. Wandale, Paris Campbell, these guys are slot receivers. Uh, They need that alpha outside receiver. Like If they could make a trade for like a T Higgins type. I'm not saying that they should do that, but uh, a T Higgins type, you know, look at the wide receivers available in free agency uh, that we talked about last week, Mike Evans go, you know, a guy like that. Um, 
uh, Michael Pittman, Calvin Ridley, Hollywood Brown. Well, Hollywood Brown's kind of like Jalen Hyatt and those guys, but it's one of these like alpha type receivers would fit well there. If they can't um, draft one, maybe they could sign one. Yeah, I agree. I think I think the receiver position <clears throat> as a whole is uh, a huge issue for this yeah, team. Yeah, and we knew that coming into the season. So right, and that, and that's where. Even if you were to, uh, to believe in a, a Daniel Daniel Jones, like if you think Dimes is going to take a step forward, like how mm-hmm. do you how is he really going to do that without any weapons? And, exactly. and it seemed like a lot of people were ba- baking in Waller to be this uh, yeah, old Darren Waller. Screwed him exactly. He's a guy that's had a lot of injuries coming into this year, and to expect those to just go away sometimes is foolish. And they gave him a, a deal when he came over three years, fifty one million. So <clears throat> yep. he's locked into that team. Um, the receivers on this team, I only really like for the future Hyatt and maybe Wandale. I think, are you probably the same as me? I'm with you. I mean, and I, and I think, and I think those guys are like role players right now. I don't (laughs) think they're alphas, you know, guys that were drafting to be, you know, wide receiver threes on our fantasy teams. I think they're like boomer bust flex plays. Yeah. And I think, I think too, for the NFL side, I think you still want those guys on your team. You're hoping they Mm -hmm. develop. But they're also question marks still, really, realistically, right. right? For sure. All right, on to the Philadelphia Eagles. So, obviously, Coach, GM, nothing there. They're staying. As safe as safe gets, man. Yeah, I mean, this whole team is, like, safe. This will be a quick one. Uh, Jalen Hurts, he's safe, obviously. Mariota, free agent. They could bring him back. Depends on – we don't know what his development is on that team in practice. Tanner McKee has looked good, a drafted guy that they took like late in the draft. He's been fine in his league uh, when he played in the preseason, so I liked him. Running back. So DeAndre Swift is a free agent. I think they're going to want to bring him back. He's been a really nice part of this offense this year. I've really liked what I've seen from Swift. Probably the best we've seen in his career, honestly. Yeah, I mean, this is, I think, the guy that is getting the getting the usage and while he's healthy – that we've all known he could be. I think we've kind of forgotten at times going into this year because it was so injury-riddled and because Mm. uh, Campbell had just seemed so uh, fed up with DeAndre Swift. But you're finally seeing that piece of uh, elite talent being utilized in a way and and, in a scheme that gives gives him a great opportunity to be successful. It'll Mm. be interesting to see if they keep him or not. And what a deal! He what kind of a deal he's willing to take? And is he going to think he's worth a lot more than than what he should be? Right. They got Gainwell for one more year on his rookie contract. Boston Scott and Rashad Penny are both free agents. Those guys are probably gone. And the way this team likes to use running backs, they're going to probably bring in another guy or two in the offseason, either draft a guy late that they like or, you know, sign another free agent like they did Rashad Penny last year, you know, that maybe they sign like a Deontay Foreman type, you know, somebody like that. Yeah, and I think too, Eric, I'll just put it this way. When you look at um, Jalen Hurts' contract. So he, mm-hmm. he ends up getting the bag, right? But the reality is these all end up coming in the way of extensions. And when the money kicks in, so you still have right now, in 2024, his cap hits $13.5 million. 2025, his cap hits $21.7. Uh, it doesn't get to over 30 until you get past them, which is 2026. So I think if you're Philly, and you, you already know you have so many young guys on your roster, you have built this thing as beautiful as you could, right? Mm-hmm. When you have that situation right now, you basically do what it takes, sign DeAndre Swift to a pretty a pretty hefty deal that is front-loaded so that you can work it into this contract situation that you have Jalen Hurts on a cheap deal. I think Swift has played well enough to earn that and lock that in given the situation they're in. 
Right. Um, wide receiver. So AJ Brown, he got his big deal. He's happy. He's been doing good. Devontae Smith still on his rookie deal. Um, and then the rest of these guys are just kind of one year guys. Julio, Zacchaeus, Watkins, Britton Covey. It's just this offense has not been able to support more than, you know, three weapons at a time. And that includes the running back. So, mm-hmm. I think they kind of leave it like this, and they probably just bring back like the Zacchaeus, Quez Watkins type players, and kind of roll with it. I think AJ Brown and Devontae are going to be their guys. I agree. I, I mean, <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see what happens with Devontae Smith, and if he's wanting to push for a contract. They they still have him under contract for next year, and they have the fifth year option to utilize the year after that. So yeah. I think they're in a great position, man. Yeah, you mean for Devontae, right? Yeah, Devontae Smith. Devontae, yeah, okay. and then tight ends. Goddard, um, he's just signed a recent deal. He's going to be there for a couple more years. Uh, they have Calcaterra, Albert O, Jack Stoll. Um, Stoll and Albert O are both free agents at the end of the year. They could be back, but they're like insignificant pieces at this point. Uh, not anybody that we're worried about. Washington. So here's another interesting team. Coach and GM. I think those are both going to be changing in the offseason. I think you agree. I definitely agree. New ownership came in, you know, uh, yep. in the early part of this year. I think it's hey, this is we're pretty far along. Let's 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 let this play out one year, and we're gonna have a clean house. Yeah. So with that, um, obviously, we if you want to hear about um, our Belichick talk, that Belichick might go here. There's that kind of rumor that's been going around. Check out uh, last week's show. But quarterback situation here. So obviously, Jacoby Brissett, free agent, Sam Howell. In Dynasty right now, let's, let's just talk Dynasty okay. for this one. Um, with how do you want to keep him right now with kind of the way he's been playing? Or knowing that a new GM and a new coach are coming along, do you want to move off of how now while he's playing good, you can still get a premium asset. You can maybe get a high second-round pick. You can get a second and probably a player back for Sam Howe. Or do you risk it going into the offseason with a new GM, new coach, and you're hoping that Howe is their guy? Yeah, I mean, what do you it, do? I, I think I'll be honest. I think this is one of those situations where I will talk about it from what my team currently stands at, Eric, because – if I'm on a rebuild, okay, <clears throat> you could say on a rebuild, well, there's there's a lot of upside here. Mm-hmm. Typically on my rebuilds, though, what I like to do is de-risk a lot of assets, and I mm-hmm. like to try to see if I can get younger. Or It's not even really get younger. It's more so get a little bit more time on evaluation of the asset before it cliffs, right? So like right. to your point with Sam Howe, if a new regime comes in, cleans house, they decide Sam Howe's not their guy, that's all of a sudden you're on this this road and then the cliff comes. So I I want mm-hmm. to avoid getting to that point and re-roll stuff. So if I'm rebuilding, I think I'm probably trying to see if I can get someone to pay me a first for Sam Howell. And if there's a quarterback needy team out there, because there's so many injuries, man. Joe Burrow just got hurt. There's yep. all kinds of these QB injuries. I'm tr- going to probably try to do that, liquidate, and move on. Okay. Knowing, yeah. knowing knowing that I can mi- I could miss out on the upside of Sam Howell if he ends up being the guy and, and there's, there's a risk there, but I'd rather de-risk the other way. Now on a contender, if I have Sam Howell, I'm probably a little more willing because he's scoring points for me right now that are really good. Mm-hmm. It, I'm almost playing it as a contender and I have a older asset. Like if I had cousins or whatever, I know down the road next year, it could all change, mm-hmm. but I'm willing to forgo that because I want to try to win. And Sam Howell is locking me in top eight warp po- points per game. So I know the risks. Right. The, the one advantage is with Hal, while it's very dicey, I see a scenario where 
maybe they do end up keeping him. What if he plays well enough these last five games that they give him a shot for the next year? The new right. the new regime gives him a shot. So all of a sudden, there's a little more upside on that contending piece. So mm-hmm. for me p- personally, uh, that's what I'm doing either way. Uh, if I'm on a contender, the other thing I'd explore is can I? Is there any way in the world someone will let me tear up from Sam Howe? And that would be something mm-hmm. else I'd like to do as well. And I think the worst case scenario for Sam Howe, he's an elite backup. And that's still valuable with the way these quarterbacks get injured nowadays. So I'm still interested in how I, if I personally could move off of him, I would just because of the new regime change. I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, and and there's definitely a ton of risk with the regime change coming in for sure. Running backs. So Brian Robinson still on his rookie deal. I mean, he's played well enough this year. He's like a top five warp guy at the at the running back position this year. Yeah, um, he is. Yeah. So I think he's he's pretty safe, but a new regime change, and they could you know not fit. Brian Robinson could not fit the system. You know, there's that kind of a chance. So if you can sell high on Brian Robinson, if somebody gives you a first round pick for Brian Robinson, a contender. <sighs> Gives you his 111, 112. I'd send him off, you know, with the way he's been playing this year. Um, I think you can possibly get that done to a contender. Maybe they lost a running back, you know, recently. You can go ahead and put Brian Robinson in there. Yeah, Uh, and and as great as he's been, a first-round pick, he can um, we'll pack his bags for him. Eric, I'll be honest. Even a 201, 202 I'll take. I was going to say two generic seconds I think I'd probably take. So I'm with you here. I think B-Rob's a guy that I would – sell high on if I can but mm-hmm. if, if an offer like that doesn't come I have no problem just continuing to ride Brian Robinson's hot hand right now right uh next up Antonio Gibson so he's a free agent at the end of the year most likely going to be gone and move on Antonio Gibson's a guy I'd love to get as like a, a piece back in some trades right now because he does have very good upside in the right offense if he goes to a place that knows how to use this kind of skill set Antonio Gibson could be a, a league winner type next year and you could basically almost get him as a throw-in right now so I love acquiring some Antonio Gibson right now yes especially when you look at teams that are contending and you're trying mm-hmm. to maybe you're in more of a position to contend next year if I can get him as a add in and just say hey i need i need your gibson to make this deal go through mm-hmm. it, it's a uh it's a high upside low risk type of an investment if it if, right. it if it doesn't pan out i didn't really invest anything into it anyway right and then the last running back chris rodriguez jr he's probably he's just a kind of like another brian robinson just gonna get, depend on the scheme that does come in yeah. um but yeah eric b could he just could they just move on from him too because of this whole coaching staff change i think it's a very good possibility that the enemy just they just he's gone too yeah i i do think if there was one guy that could make it through not saying that it's a lock but if mm-hmm. i could see them moving on from riverboat ron getting rid of everything but then they're saying hey like this is a guy that was a good um you know we, we like what we see with the enemy he's a good offensive coordinator we think we mm-hmm. want to keep him here with the new regime i could see a scenario where they bring in a totally new set and then eric the enemy stays Right. If there was a guy to stay, I think it would be the enemy. But to your point, if they clean house on everything, I won't be surprised. Yeah, I think they kind of want to make a big splash at the coaching position, like a Belichick or something. So Right, and if they bring in Belichick, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he considers keeping the enemy on. Yeah, that could be a possibility too. Yep. Uh, wide receiver, so Terry McLaurin, he signed a new deal. He'll be locked in. Uh, Jahan Dotson still on his rookie deal. Curtis Samuel is a free agent. 
I think that just kind of depends on the new um, system and if they're going to keep him or not. Diami Brown, Jamison Crowder, Byron Pringle. Uh, Pringle and Crowder are free agents at the end of the year, so none of those guys are really um, too much there. But, yeah, I mean, McLaurin, Dotson, I think that's kind of your your two to build around on this team with a new scheme. I, I like that two, those two to uh, build around. Yeah, I mean, McLaurin's not going anywhere. Dotson, because of where they drafted him, is also not going anywhere. I yeah. think I think for Dotson, you're you're feeling a little under, like he's underwhelming right now. But yeah. I, I would think even a new regime is like, hey, this is a guy that's still talented. We give him another year to see if he can develop before they start panicking. Yeah, agreed. Um, tight ends, obviously Logan Thomas. He's a little older, but he's been playing really good this year. Uh, they still have him on their contract for one more season after, or no, until twenty twenty five. I'm sorry. Uh, so I think Logan Thomas will still be there, like him. These other tight ends, Cole Turner, John Bates, they're just like guys. We'll see what happens there. Nothing too uh, major there for me. Right, yeah, n- nothing really to talk about tight end. I'm with you 100%. Yeah, so all right, so let's move on to the NFC North now. We're going to talk about another very interesting team, the Chicago Bears. Very interesting. Coach and GM. I, I think the GM is probably safe. Coach... I think that's up in the air. Of uh, they could move on from uh, the coach this off season and get a new one. What do you think about that? I'm with you. I, I kind of, okay. I'm kind of fifty fifty on uh, Eberflus. Man, I could see it yeah, going either way. I couldn't think of his name off the top of my head. Yep, I could see it going either way. I'm with you. I, I don't know. The problem is, man, it's just I, I look and I, it always amazes me, Eric, for, as a Browns fan, going back to the days of Hugh Jackson. It's just. It's so rare to see teams have such little wins. I don't even care if it's for a right. season that they cont- and they and they, the coach stays around, which is why it's amazing. Hugh Jackson had so little wins for so long, and they still kept them. It's it's right. wild. All right, quarterbacks. Obviously, Justin Fields is the main guy here. Man, what do you if they end up with a top two pick? Do you think it's that that's the end for Fields? They're gonna take May or, or Williams, or do you think they would get Fields, Marvin Harrison? I, I I'll be honest. I I don't. It's this one's really hard to peg. Uh, I think right. there's a lot of talent with Fields. I've seen um, a lot of film breakdown and discussion where it's like, hey, Fields is progressing. Fields mm-hmm. is looking good. You see that stuff, and then there's a ton of film also that shows like. Fields progression isn't there at times, and his reads are bad, and he just takes off to run. I don't really know um, because one, a coach, if there's a coaching staff change, what what the the entire um, situation is for their belief in Fields, right. and it's uh, at this point you also have to think they haven't paid Fields, and they might feel really good about a prospect of Drake May. I could see it going either way. I, I think it's a great situation to have if you could build around Fields in the way of getting him another weapon. You pair that with DJ Moore and you, you try to build the O line up more. But teams also may say, listen, we don't really believe in Fields. We have another chance to keep this rookie contract going for another five years with Drake May. Right. We might just do that now. Right. I mean, look at Mayor Williams, man. Like, I, I saw the rumor that they would have to be blown away by one of these rookie quarterbacks to move on from Fields if they had a top pick. Yeah. Well, if there was two guys to blow you away, it's Drake May and Caleb Williams. So Exactly. I don't know exactly where it's going to go yet. If I crystal ball it and they are picking in the top two, I think Fields is gone and they're going with Caleb or May, personally. I would, I'm actually... I would say I would put it this way. I'm a uh, I'm a 55-45. Like I lean that they'll they're not going to want to look back and pass on 
that prospect. Mm-hmm. So that's I'm, why I I'm, mean that way. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm 55-45 to where they would trade Fields. Yeah. Um, and somebody's going to be interested to trade for Fields. Somebody's going to take him on. It's not like he's a ton of money or anything yet. Obviously, someone's going to have to pay him here when his rookie deal is coming up. But we'll see, man. I That's kind of where I lean to. I still want to hold on to Fields for the rest of the season because he is playing – you know, decent ball right now, uh, coming back from the injury. And before that, he was playing good. Um, you know, and then this last game was pretty decent as well. And the thing is, too, if you trade it for Fields, you, there's no extension yet. You have the fifth-year option. You basically put yourself in the situation Green Bay had with Jordan Love. But right. it's with Justin Fields, who has a whole lot more upside. So, frankly, I think uh, a team would be interested in, in acquiring Justin Fields, especially given how quarterback needy it is. So, right. Uh, I I can see it going either way, but if if you were if they decided they wanted to move on from Fields, I think they can actually get something solid back in a trade. Where sometimes right. these these first round guys that that teams decide they want to move on from, you almost get nothing back in a trade. Yeah, I think they could probably get a second round pick back for him. Agreed. Yeah. Um, the backup quarterbacks Tyson Bagenet, he's basically a solid backup. I think they hit on a uh, pretty good undrafted player there, Nathan Peterman. Who cares? Exactly. Running backs. Um. Obviously, Khalil Herbert, he'll be there for one more season after this on his rookie deal. So I still like Khalil Herbert. Uh, Deontay Foreman is a free agent at the end of the year. They could bring him back cheaply. And then, obviously, Roshan Johnson, he's kind of been a disappointment this year in my eyes. Uh, what do you th- What do you think about this running back room? Do you think it's kind of going to be Herbert and Roshan again? Or do you think they maybe bring somebody in? Do they bring back Foreman? Yeah, I think uh, I think re- realistically they don't really do a whole lot to it. I could definitely see them just bringing back for him and being done. If they were to, I think either way though, they're in a position with Fields next year or with a you know a solid the number two pick Drake May Caleb Williams in this scenario, or if they end up getting the one pick which they currently have, right? Like right. I mean, I think there's a scenario, Eric, where because they have such a uh, friendly team deal with the quarterback situation. If they wanted to bring in uh, one of the top running backs in free agency to make this room better, right now it just feels kind of mid. Um, right. So I, I could see them making a splashy move like that, but I don't think it's a locked-in situation. I think it, they, I think they're just it's at their disposal because of the cap friendliness they have and the money they have to play with. Right. Okay. Wide receiver room, uh, probably one of the worst wide receiver rooms in the league. DJ Moore, obviously a stud, great player. Darnell Mooney. Um, I think he's still coming back from the injury. He doesn't really fit in this like offense. It's more like a run first kind of offense where the second passing option just isn't really used very much. I still like Mooney as a player, but the rest of the guys, Valus Jones, fucking woof. Tyler Scott, I like him as a player. He's just a kind of like a role player for me, though. I don't think he's ever going to make a big impact. Equinemia, St. Brown, Trent Taylor, those are all just like guys. So uh, Mooney is a free agent at the end of the year, so it's not even a guarantee that Mooney's going to be back. But I think whoever it is, Caleb, Drake, Justin Fields, whoever, they're going to have to bring in some weapons here for sure. Yeah, I think that's part of the problem with the evaluation of Justin Fields and why if you keep mm-hmm. on, if you hold on, it's like we still believe in the talent. <laughs> you got DJ Moore over this year, who's I, I believe a very good alpha receiver still. Um but just him by himself, we saw that in Carolina that's not going to work. You, you need more weapons, and they don't have any, man. I wouldn't be surprised if they moved on from Mooney. I'm kind of a – was a Mooney truther, but he's just – he's expendable. Everybody yeah. else on this on this roster at receiver is 
a hodgepodge of kind of garbage, man. Like they yeah. they need an overhaul of this entire thing. Yeah, I mean, keep DJ Moore, and you got to kind of rebuild the rest. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Uh, tight ends, Cole Komet, he signed a new deal in the offseason, so he's going to be there. He's their star tight end. Um, and then Tunyon and Mercedes Lewis are free agents. Those are just guys, nothing special there. Yeah, they're replaceable. I yeah, like Komet, at, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Detroit Lions. So I think Coach GM, those guys are safe. We don't have to talk about that. Man, so safe. This team has been... Yeah. One of the most fun parts of this season for me, man, watching this team come along. Yep, absolutely. Quarterback, so Goff, he is signed through 2025. I believe they can get out from him this season, but I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to kind of look to extend Goff. I think Goff has been, you know, he's not been like some top 12 every single week type of guy, but he's right on the cusp there. He's like a, maybe just a tiny bit lesser version of what Kirk Cousins has been the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I think uh, Jared Goff was traded away and the Lions needed to, in order to take on his contract, they're like, we need more compensation. Yeah, And and, and I think they, they threaded the needle, man. They got more compensation and they found a way to kind of revitalize Jared Goff's career. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you remember his first year with Campbell, like Campbell uh, uh, many a times wasn't, he, he would not even be quiet about it. He Kind of tongue lashed yeah. Jared Goff. Yeah, he and said I was Goff like, had to throw the ball down more field, down the field more. Yeah, remember he, that. He he came. There was multiple times post game where he kind of let Goff know, like, listen, you're on notice. And yeah. Goff, I think, responded, and um, the offense has kind of really built around him. Great. I mean, you got Laporta in there. Looks like a great future tight end uh, to have. You have Jameer Gibbs is starting to come along. Demont's there. Amon Ross St. Brown is a top five wide receiver in the NFL game, in my opinion, right in that right. context. So because of these weapons and Jared Goff coming along, I think they're more on the side of, hey, let's extend this guy. And mm-hmm. they definitely, I don't think, plan to move on right now the way he's playing. The one thing about Goff that does worry me, and I don't think we have to worry about it right this moment, so I'm going to crystal ball this into the offseason. Ben Johnson gets hired somewhere. Then what does this offense look like without Ben Johnson? Like, can Dan Campbell find the next Ben Johnson, basically? Yep. So that's the, one of the things I, I will be a little bit cautious about in the offseason, depending on who the guy is. We'll see who it ends up being. But I think Ben Johnson is definitely going to get himself a head coaching job this offseason. And I want to see who the new offensive coordinator is going to be here. I agree. I think uh... – I'm not, I'm not 100% sure Ben Johnson gets a deal, but I think he's going to be among the hot names and very oh, well could gonna, be gone. Yeah, he's going to definitely be top two, top three hottest name. Absolutely. Exactly. And I think it's probably going to come down to, like, Ben Johnson may just decide he doesn't love any of the situations and he wants yeah, to wait another that's year, a possibility right? possibility, too. Yep. If he stays. Now, if he's gone, to your point, this is where I think year in and year out, people don't pay enough attention to an OC change like this, and you think, oh, man, it's just going to be the same old thing. The mm-hmm. offense looks a little different. You saw even Philly, as great as they've played, and they're good. I mean, that team's ridiculous. Their offense, they've, they've all admitted, like they haven't put a full game together, and there's a change in the offensive philosophy and the way they're playing a little bit. So I would say, um, Eric, I could see also like if Eric Bieniemy becomes available, what what if he ends up being the OC in, yeah. uh, in Detroit, something like that? Could that. Be decent, yeah. So there, there's there's scenarios where I think it could work out for golf, but to your point, that would be one of those where you say, okay, given the situation and contract, given what he is, I'm going to pay a lot more attention. Right. The one uh, thing that I'm thinking about here with um, with Ben Johnson is 
if I can get the first or second pick overall team, you know, their coach gets fired. I want to go to one of those spots. If I can lock up myself with Caleb Williams or Drake May, I would do it if I was Ben Johnson for sure. Yeah, if if he has that opportunity, he very well may take that. Yeah. Uh, other quarterbacks. So Hendon Hooker, we haven't seen. He's been redshirted all year, so we don't really know about him. Bridgewater's a free agent at the end of the year. They just kind of brought him in as a uh, placeholder in case Goff got hurt. Running back, so Montgomery, Gibbs, those guys are locked in. These are the workhorses for this team. Uh, Craig Reynolds, Justin Jackson. Uh, Justin Jackson retired. Uh, he's just on this list. But Craig Reynolds, uh, free agent at the end of the year. I bet they probably bring him back, kind of a similar deal. He's kind of a glue guy. Um, but, yeah, Reynolds or uh, Gibbs and Montgomery, those guys are, are locked in here. Yep. Uh, wide receivers, Amon Ra, Jameson Williams, those guys are locked in right now. Uh, Khalif Raymond signed a new deal, so he'll be there a couple more years. Josh Reynolds is a free agent at the end of the year. Uh, Peoples Jones, who they just acquired, he's a free agent at the end of the year. They, I think this team could still use another wide receiver or two. I think Josh Reynolds has been a decent role player, but they could definitely upgrade from him. They can upgrade on Khalif Raymond. But I wouldn't be shocked if those guys are brought back either just because um, they are kind of like glue players for this team. They've been there with this winning culture. I agree. I wouldn't be surprised if they're gone or come back 100%. Right. Uh, tight ends, obviously Sam Laporta, one of the best young tight ends in the league. Uh, Brock Wright, he is a free agent at the end of the year. James Mitchell, they drafted a couple years ago. So I think this tight end room is pretty safe. This overall was a pretty safe team. Yeah, on the offensive side of the ball, especially, I think there's just mm. – I think continuity is going to be their best friend. Right. All right, on to the Green Bay Packers now. So, obviously, coach and GM. That one is a little interesting to me. I don't think a lot of people are kind of talking about that. Oh, but man, wanna... let's, let's, let's get your thoughts on this one. This one's a, an interesting right. discussion. I, I think he um, – what the hell is the coach's name? I'm blanking on coaches' names today. What's, uh, what's the Packers head coach's name? Do you know off the top of your head? Oh, you walked away. That's why. <laughs> Anyways, co- uh, the coach um, for Green Bay, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name, but anyways, I think there's a possibility he could be let go this offseason just because, man, I just I haven't seen it with Jordan Love this off this year so far. I haven't seen it with this team overall. They've had a lot of, even with the Aaron Rodgers years, they had – good years but then they would fall apart in the playoffs so i do think um he is a little bit on the hot seat here we'll see if um what comes of that and then we look at the other quarterbacks on this team or uh the other uh gm on this team i hate the gm i think the gm is terrible to be honest i don't think he's made very good moves um he's had a couple decent draft picks but the way he's the way he set up aaron Rodgers. The way he's kind of built this team. Sorry, uh, no. sorry, Derek. I, I had to step away. I, I actually had you on my oh, headphones. So I just stepped away to. Oh, you're uh, good. You're good. Change some stuff. I'm getting ready to get on a plane. But no, it was. Uh, it's Lafleur is the guy's Lafleur, name. Lafleur. That's it. Anyways, I don't think the GM is gonna. I mean, they probably keep him, but I'm not a big fan of his. But we'll see. Quarterbacks: Jordan Love, Sean Clifford. What are your thoughts on Jordan Love? <laughs> I mean, my thoughts on Jordan Love are pretty pretty clear. Uh, I am. I didn't believe in him, and uh, I, I think it's when you go back and you look at the situation of 
when they moved on from Favre to Aaron Rodgers. And if you're if you're a Green Bay fan, you know. But if you don't pay a ton of attention, you may be a little aware how this team has had so little turnover at the quarterback position. Right? You go you go immediately from a guy like Favre to Rodgers is just. I mean, it's insane to think about how needy of a position quarterback is and how many teams don't have two Hall of Famers um, that come back-to-back. So I think there was this scenario where teams thought, okay, hey, Jordan Love's coming in. It's just same old thing. It's what Green Bay always has done. The difference, really the big difference for me, Eric, is that, one, part of the reason I didn't believe in Jordan Love is, to your point about the GM, they made a big um, splash even drafting Jordan Love. And a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who's seen this happen – him being the Jordan Love in this scenario was very aware. And right. at that point was already getting worn thin with them not seemingly investing in him for weapons and then that happening. All right. He's on edge. <clears throat> you had a complete rift between Rodgers and this this GM situation. The crazy part though is they they basically had they folded and they said, yeah. Listen, we we kind of messed this situation up and we want to do everything we can to fix it. Right. And I think that's the biggest difference between what happened with Favre switching over to Rodgers between Rodgers and Love is that mm-hmm. the team and the GM and everybody admitted, like, listen, this Love thing wasn't meant to totally ruin. We kind of screwed this up, and it was totally right. not meant to ruin our situation with oh. you. They ended up fixing that the best they could. They tried to amend it. When Devontae Adams moves on, though, the offense just wasn't the same. And yeah. agreed. Uh, they end up having to move on to Rodgers. They give Love the, the keys this year. But we might as well see what we have in this kid. I don't I don't think he had the best complement of developed weapons. There's a lot of really young pass catchers. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's hard to give him like a complete knock. But I think when you think about the investment they have in this kid, how he's played, the inconsistency he's played with, whether that's completely on him or the pass catching weapons he has, I tend to lean it's more on him. Right. Um, but I just don't think I've seen enough of, from him to be a real NFL quarterback that you want to have as your franchise guy. And the fact that they are on the clock with him and they don't have mm. to keep him, I think they're in a scenario where I think they should be wanting to move on. It's just a reality of what can you get to replace right. him. That's tough to answer. I don't know what that's going to be. Right. They have a really young u- nucleus like you talked about, so they're going to have to build around this nucleus. I think Jordan Love and this nucleus will probably end up playing together again next year. I don't see too much of a change. Maybe coach, GM, we'll see, but who knows. Um, Aaron Jones, running back, he is signed for one more season. He is kind of at the cliff here for me. Um, He's getting banged up a lot more. He's slowing down. A.J. Dillon is a free agent at the end of the year. We'll see if they bring back A.J. Dillon. He hasn't had a very good year. Uh, but it would be curious to see if they bring back A.J. Dillon or they let A.J. Dillon walk. Uh, they could definitely use another running back for this team, so they could be in the possibility looking in you know round three or four next year to draft a running back if they just have Aaron Jones. Um, wide yep. receivers, Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, Romeo Dubs, three pretty good young receivers. I think they've made some decent impacts here in the NFL. So I'm I'm happy with those three. Um, Dontavian Wicks has actually done some couple things this year. Uh, Samari Torre has has done a couple things in the league as well. So I think their wide receiver core it's young. I don't know if they have like the superstar receiver, but I think they're all very very <laughs> solid receivers. Yeah, I think I, I, this is the way I I view it. I think that Jaden Reed is really starting to become a budding little a little budding star, like not a not a superstar, but I think he's starting to weekly show to be a um, a talented player that Green Bay should build around. 
Dobbs, I think, is um, inconsistent. And Christian mm-hmm. Watson, I think, showed inconsistent. <laughs> he showed some really nice stuff in his rookie year, and now this year, yeah, it's like he's starting to scare the hell out of me, frankly. Yeah, so I agree. I think that uh, I think the problem is you have what's tough about this situation and where I could see this whole thing going the multitude of ways is you have a lot of di- you have a lot of problematic areas to evaluate at one time. So it's like, do you put the blame on Jordan Love? Do you put the blame on Christian Watson, Romeo Dub? Like they have so many different evaluations to make. It's tough to put the blame in one particular spot and say with certainty this is the problem, that's the problem. It could be a combination of all of it. Right, I agree. Um, tight ends, Musgrave and Kraft. I think those guys are two young up and coming stars, uh, in the league. So they, like we said, they have really good young players right now that I really, really like. Yeah. Musgrave has, has looked very good in the time he's played, I think. Right. All right. We got eight teams left. We'll try and blow through these eight teams real quick before Adam has to go, uh, quarterback or well, Atlanta first Qu- coach and GM. I think they'll be around one more season, but I think if it doesn't turn around, that's going to be their last season. I hope I hope you're right because I I agree. I don't think they're gone this year. Right. But man, they're not going to be in a position again to get a quarterback, and it's like yeah. you had three chances to potentially do something mm-hmm. without a quarterback change at this team, man. Like I just don't see how, especially with the coaches that are there, like this Arthur Smith in this no quarterback situation. How is this going to work? It just sucks right now for fantasy. Yeah, they could have drafted Fields or Mac Jones, and instead they took Kyle Pitt. So it is what it is. Uh, Desmond Ritter, the quarterback, he'll still be here on the team. I just don't know if he's – I don't think he's any good. Tyler Heineke signed a two-year deal, so he'll be back most likely as well. So right now it's going to be those two, but is do they bring in a rookie quarterback? Do they sign Ryan Tannehill? That's a possibility as well. I mm-hmm. think that's the most likely possibility is they sign Ryan Tannehill. I could see it, and I could. It just feels again like yeah, yeah. gross Look. a little bit, you know. Yep, running back position pretty easy. B. John Stud, Tyler Algier, very good role player. Cordell Patterson, free agent. He's probably gone. Nothing too much to talk about there. Wide receivers: Drake London, love him. Uh, the rest of these guys are poopy. I mean, they're all trash. Kaderil Hodge, Scotty Miller, Matt Collins, Van Jefferson. Uh, all of them are free agents that I just mentioned. So this wide receiver room is going to definitely need a big-time overhaul. So we'll see what they do draft pick-wise. They're going to have to sign some of these free agents too. Agreed. Um, tight end, Kyle Pitts, Jonu Smith. I think those guys are um, still locked in for next year. I think that's a pretty solid tight end room. I'm not, uh, not too... Uh, you know, hate in that room at all. I I agree. I I think I think as much as John has kind of uh, gotten in the way of what we wanted Pitts to be, uh, that mm-hmm. this is a, it's a solid tight end room, man. Oh yeah. All right, Carolina. This is one that could just completely Oof. blow up. Um, coaching staff, GM. The GM honestly should have been gone when the uh, when Matt Rule was gone. I this GM for every move that he's made has been. Um, pretty shitty in my opinion i don't think he's done a very good job with this team at all agreed so i think he's definitely gone i probably i'm guessing reich and the whole staff has gone too because it has been bad and this owner wants to win badly so i think he's gonna write the ship next year i think both of those guys are gone yeah i mean it's, it's not pretty in carolina this, this no, is a no. team that now needs an overhaul and it 
I don't know. It's too early to make a true evaluation on Bryce Young because it's right. so bad around him, but he hasn't looked very good either. No, he hasn't. I think it, it's it got to get better. It can't get any worse, but he's teetering on the – if he doesn't have a, a decent season next year with a new staff, like he could be the new Kenny Pickett or something like that. So yep. it's uh, not looking good there for Bryce right now. Still like him, but we'll see. Andy Dalton, he'll be there to be the backup um, again as well. Running backs, they just signed Miles Sanders to this big deal. And they're already benching the guy, so that's not a good look. Uh, Chuba Hubbard's there for one more season on his rookie deal. I this team could bring in a whole host new running backs. We'll see. Yep. Uh, wide receivers. Adam Thielen having a great year. He signed a new deal there. I think he'll still remain. I don't think they're going to get rid of him. No. Uh, Jonathan Mingo. He's been up and down, more downs than ups this year. <laughs> Uh, Terrace Marshall, I think they just got to move on from him. They've been at, uh, healthy scratching him. DJ Chark is a free agent. He just hasn't hit at all. They're going to have to get Bryce some more weapons. Obviously, he's going to have Thielen and Mingo, but after that, it's nothing. And they don't have a first-round pick, so they can't draft a Marvin Harrison type or something. They're going to have to hope. I mean, they're going to have to take multiple wide receivers in next year's draft or get you know one in the draft and one in free agency. Yeah, and I think uh, another thing was, I know they were drafting Mingo trying to get weapons for Bryce, but with the situation they had, uh, I guess I guess the way I would put it is drafting a an upside play like Mingo, which is not a proven guy even at the college level. That was, it's very much an upside long term play, and not someone that comes in and is really NFL ready today. Like the combination of that with the pass catchers they have, it just feels like this whole this whole room is just yeah. I just think this, I think this offense, the scheme, and everything has kind of held Mingo back. I still like Mingo. I could probably get him super cheap in the off season, which is great. I'll I'll buy some shares for a third rounder or a fourth rounder, whatever I can get him for, sure. and just kind of see what happens. But. I still like the talent. We'll see what happens. Tight ends, Hayden Hurst, they signed for a couple-year deal. He's going to be there. Um, Tommy Tremble has had a couple good games here with some touchdowns. Uh, but, yeah, the tight end room is nothing too special. They're, but they're probably going to have to hold on to these guys right now. Um, yep. Next team up that we're going to look at here, um, we'll look at the New Orleans Saints. So the Saints, obviously, at quarterback with Derek Carr. He's going to be there. Jameis Winston is a free agent, so Jameis could move on. He could resign. He did resign back with them this year for one year, $4 million. So if he likes this team, he could be back again, but I'd like to see Jameis on a different team. And then they drafted Jake Hayner, so pretty decent team here. Um, I did skip over the coach and GM. I think the GM's been there for ages. I could maybe see a coach change, but they might, make the, they might win that division, so they probably won't. Yeah, and this is uh... – this is one of those where just they have pushed this can so far down the road. Whenever it eventually comes to be cleaned up, it's going to be such a hard thing to take over, man. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a doormat franchise here in a couple of years. Yep. Uh, running backs, Alvin Kamara, he signed a new deal a couple of years ago, so he's still there. He's getting older. Jamal Williams just signed this offseason. He'll be there. Kendra Miller, the rookie, hasn't really – gotten his feet going yet just because he has been injured so much hopefully that turns around for him uh but i I do like this running back room i don't i don't think they're going to add anything to it next year i think they're (laughs) going to look at camara williams and kendra again 
I, I agree. I think uh, I, I think this team as a whole is kind of like we're going to continue to push in the direction of trying to win, make this thing a contender for as long as we can until it completely bottoms out. Right. Um, and then wide receiver. So obviously Olave is going to be their stud. Uh, Rashid Shahid is a free agent. I think they're going to have to pay him. Uh, Michael Thomas has one. Uh, he signed a one-year $10 million extension. I think Michael Thomas is kind of cooked. I think I just let him go. A.T. Perry I like. I think that was a good pick. Uh, what do you think about the wide receiver core here? Yeah, I still think Olave is um, a very, very talented wide receiver one still. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I think Shahid warrants consideration of bringing back. I, I don't know what the deal looks like. I could see him. I could see them coming to a deal or not. I think they want to bring him back, but I don't know what the money will yeah, look like. Yeah, I mean, he was an undrafted guy, so you know he's hasn't he's not making much money right now. So, God, if if he just gets like a, you know, three years, you know, seven million a year, you know, whatever that twenty four million dollars, I think he's got to take it. I agree. So I think and that, I, that would be a cheap deal for a receiver. I agree, and I think he. I think they want to bring him back. I could see where he just wants to get a secured contract and be done. I think Michael Thomas is probably something uh, – I, I like him, but it, at this point in his career, I mean, it's probably time to move on. Right. Uh, tight ends, obviously, Jawan Johnson is there. He's there for one more season. Uh, Foster Moreau, they just signed in the offseason. And Taysom Hill's still there. They keep using Taysom Hill. The only way I see Taysom Hill moving is if Sean Payton calls him once him for a trade. Yeah, I, they, I think they keep using this jack-of-all-trades they have at the tight end position in Taysom Hill. Right. Right. All right. Tampa Bay. So I think coach and GM are probably safe. They've um, they've done a pretty good job this year with uh, I think they did hit on Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield hasn't been a total disaster like some of these other quarterbacks have been. So but Baker is a free agent. Do you think they bring back Baker or do you think they move on from him? I think they try to retain him. I really I think do. So too. Yeah. I really do. I think. You know, I was not sure of it. I thought that he'd probably be done at the end of the year, but the way he's played and given the quarterback market that's out there and where they're going to be in a position to get one, mm-hmm. I think their best bet is to actually keep him. Right, I agree. Um, Kyle Trask, John Wolford, those guys will both be back. Wolford is a free agent, but they could bring him back. Uh, running backs, Rashad White, obviously a rookie contract. Keyshawn Vaughn is a free agent. This is the end of his rookie deal. Sean Tucker hasn't done anything. Yeah. Uh, Chase Edmonds is a free agent at the end of the year. So these guys, you know, we could see all three of these guys behind White move on besides Tucker. Um, Vaughn and and Edmonds can move on here. They could bring somebody in, but we'll see what happens there. They could draft somebody. They've drafted a guy. Obviously, uh, Tucker, they brought in undrafted. They drafted Keyshawn Vaughn. They drafted Rashad White. So they do draft running backs. They could be another team that takes one in the draft. Yeah. I don't think they use a high one. I think Rashad White's been okay enough, but I think they could absolutely add one later in the draft day three. Agreed. Mike Evans, he's a free agent at the end of the year. Um, That's going to be an interesting one to see if he wants to stay here. Um, He kind of seems like that Tampa Bay for life kind of guy, but who knows? He might want to move on and try and win a championship because I don't think he's going to win it with Baker Mayfield, unfortunately. No, Um, I I think he'll stay as long as the contract compensation makes sense for both sides. I think he'd probably want to stay. But to your point, if it's not, if they don't, if they don't get it done right away, and he doesn't feel great about it. Hey, this is your last chance to go win one if you think you have a chance to. Right. 
Um, Godwin's still there for another year. Uh, Russell Gage, he's been hurt all season with a torn ACL, but he is still under contract. Um, they did find a couple nice young receivers here with Trey Palmer, Devin Tompkins, and Rakeem Jarrett. So all yes. three of those guys have made contributions this year. So kudos to the GM for finding a couple young, good players here. So I think they're pretty solid in their wide receiver core. If they lose Evans, though, that's definitely going to take a hit. Uh, tight end Kate Otten. That's another guy this GM hit on. That's been pretty good for them. Kate Otten. Yeah. Um, the other tight ends though, they're nothing uh, to write home about, but uh pretty solid team um, for what, you know, it looked like could be a disaster after Tom Brady, but they've kind of uh, righted the ship there. Yep. Um, Arizona, obviously a new coach, a new GM this year. So they're not going to shit can them. They haven't been that bad uh, quarterback. So Kyler Murray, we talked about, and Arizona is going to have two two shots here in the first round to to make something happen here. If they do have a top two pick, they're definitely going to be in the conversation to draft Caleb or Drake May. But if not, maybe they just keep Kyler and they get a Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, I think it it's feeling like anyway. I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're going to get Marvin Harrison. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the thing with Kyler in um, the the upside and the downside for like his career is in the is in the fold there where it's the same thing as the Giants I think that they if they have a chance to draft Drake May or um Caleb Williams that they may not be able to pass on that because they didn't they didn't actually draft Kyler remember that right right now if that's not there and they have a chance I, I think the reality <laughs> will be that if they could get Marvin Harrison Jr. with yeah. to pair it with Kyler that'd probably be the best case scenario for Kyler Murray shares and for um the Cardinals if they don't get one of those two quarterbacks. And one of the sneaky things is this team drafted Paris Campbell Jr. Um, at the uh, offensive line position this past season, right? You don't think they didn't watch Marvin Harrison Jr. on those tapes last year and yeah. then this year? Or Paris oh. Johnson. No, not Paris Campbell. Paris Johnson. Paris Johnson. I was going to – yeah, yeah. Not Campbell. Campbell. Campbell, he played for Ohio State too. Yeah. But anyways, receiver. yeah, so – they they watched enough tape on this guy last year too, so I think that's that would be the good fit. That's if I had to predict today, that's where I think Marvin Harrison would go if Arizona's in that position. Running backs. If they do that, oh, that would be huge for Kyler. Go ahead. Yeah, running backs. James Connor. Um, he's still going to be there for another year. Michael Carter, who they just picked up off of waivers, he'll be there. Keontae Ingram, D. Mercado are just bodies at this point. Nothing too special there, but I think the running back room will stay intact. Wide receivers, Hollywood Brown is a free agent. There's been talks that they're uh, making some progress on the deal, so I would expect Hollywood to stay here. Him and Kyler have a good connection together. They're buddies uh, going back to Oklahoma, so I think that is a, I don't want to say a lock, but a pretty good possibility. Yep. Rondale Moore, woof. He just, he just I don't want to say he's not an NFL player, but it just, the way he's been used, the way to use him, it's just not working out for him. Yeah, I think I think he'd be okay. He he'd be a fine like wide receiver three four. If yeah. like if you had Harrison Junior and you and you were able to retain Hollywood, I think oh, it's yeah, fine yeah. to use him as a compliment. But anything more than that, or trying to project predict him for more than that at this point, I think is not smart. I think that's what's going to happen because I really like Michael Wilson as a player too. Um, Absolutely, he's played very well this year. Yeah, and if they get Harrison though, and they have Hollywood, Harrison, and Wilson, that's going to be your starting three. So, yep. um, the other receivers are are just depth 
piece is not even worth talking about. And then tight ends, Trey McBride, man, he has really come on this year. Um, after I earlier in the season when they were just feeding Zach Ertz, um, I was so frustrated with McBride. Like I just didn't think he had much of an NFL career, but he finally broke out, got the job to himself, and he has ascended to. He's probably a top eight dynasty tight end right now, honestly. So Trey McBride's looked really good. Zach Ertz looks like he has one more year on his deal. He'd probably be back. And then these other tight ends, there's nothing uh, too much there. The the Trey McBride thing is is correlating to be almost identical to like Dallas Goddard. Not as much time, but mm. where it's like, man, you see everything. And when he has the opportunity, when it's no Zach Ertz in the way, you right. see him have the opportunity to flourish. Right, right. Uh, quarterbacks for the Rams, um, coach and GM probably safe there. They won a Super Bowl not too long ago. They're safe. Uh, quarterback, Matt Stafford. He's still there. There was talks that people were asking them for a trade last year for Stafford, but I think Stafford stays here. Uh, Stetson Bennett. I don't know what his deal is right Mm -hmm. now. Something's going on in his personal life. Nobody's ever mentioned what happened there. Carson Wentz, they did sign. Um, you think Stafford stays here then? I think so. I, I think unless, like unless the Rams end up having a uh, somehow the teams that are really bad win a game or two they shouldn't, and all of a sudden the Rams right. are in a position to get a, a really good quarterback. I think they just roll with uh, Stafford one more year. Right, running backs, Kyron Williams. He's definitely going to be back as a piece. I don't know if he's the starter getting 90% of the workload like he has been, but he's at least going to be there. Zach Evans. I just don't think that one's worked out, but he's going to be a body. Ronnie Rivers, Royce Freeman, kind of just bodies. But I would expect um, this team to bring in another running back. Yeah, I think, too, McVay's really shown he loves to utilize one running back when he has the chance to. Yeah, Uh, It wouldn't surprise me if Kyron ends up being that again. But to your point, if they had an opportunity to bring a guy in a cheap cost, I don't think they would hesitate at all to do that. Right. Wide receivers, obviously Cooper Cup, he signed a big deal. He's going to be there. Tutu Atwell still there. Puka Nakua, one of the great receivers um, from this rookie class. Ben Skoranek, he's still there. Um, Austin Trammell, a guy I talked about on the Waiver Wire show this week that uh, was playing a lot this week. Uh, I think their wide receiver room is pretty solid. They can maybe upgrade from Tutu and get a better like third receiver and then Tutu kind of is like the stretch the field guy but the Ravishy room is pretty solid yeah I think uh I think the reality too is like the, the only issue would be the injury risk you have with Stafford and Cup moving forward yeah. as they're older Puka Nakua is a stud uh he's looking amazing but I I think in the reality like if if Tutu, when Tutu Atwell is your three I think you're perfectly fine it's just that right. when, Cup, when Cup misses time you got Puka Nakua, and it seems like a big drop-off, huge drop-off. Right. So, yeah, they could be looking there at the wide receiver position in the draft. Tight end, Tyler Higby, he's there for another couple years. He signed a new deal. Uh, Hunter Long, Davis Allen, Bryson Hopkins. Hopkins is a free agent at the end of the year. Nobody uh, too much to really talk about there. Nothing to write home about it. It's it's yeah. fine, though. I think they just continue to keep that tight end room pretty much intact. And Well, as far as Higby will be the one, the rest of it could end up going a multitude of ways. Right. Two more teams here real quick. Uh, 49ers, coach and GM aren't going anywhere. Uh, Brock Purdy, we've talked so much about Brock Purdy. He's uh, locked into that job. Yes, he is. Darnold is a free agent at the end of the year. We'll see if Darnold finds another job, or he might re-sign here. He might like it here. 
Um, and then Brandon Allen, free agent, too. We'll see what happens there. If you're um, Darnold, I think you'd be smart to stay. And if something happened agreed. to Purdy, you have a very good opportunity to come in and look like a good backup, man. Yep, agreed, agreed. Uh, running backs, McCaffrey locked in. Terry, uh, Ty Davis-Price, woof. Elijah Mitchell, you know, he's he's proven he can play, but he's proven he can be a major injury risk every single year. And then Jordan Mason, they found off the uh, scrap heap, undrafted. He's been pretty solid for them. So I think those guys are locked in. Yeah. Why I, does... I, I think the most, most of this team is going to stay intact, right. and I think they're going to run it back what, no matter what happens in the playoffs with the bulk of this team intact. What is interesting, though, Eric, I'm curious. We can get through the rest of the positions, but they, they, have their, they finally have their picks now, which all of a sudden right. makes this a totally interesting thing, what they can add to the room. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're going to need offensive line help. You know, they could always use some defensive line, cornerback help. So that's probably where they focus. So we'll see. Uh, Debo, Brandon Ayuk at the wide receiver position. Those guys are locked in. Danny Gray, he's been hurt all year. Jawan Jennings is a free agent. That's a guy that they've had for a while. They could move on from him. Let Ronnie Bell, who they drafted real late, uh, maybe take that position. So I like that. Tight ends, it's George Kittle, and the rest of these guys are just you know, players. They did draft Cameron Latu, but he's been uh, hurt all season. Is uh, is Ray McLeod still under contract next year? Yeah, Ray Ray's still there. Oh, he's uh, he's a free agent at the end of the year, but that's a guy they could probably bring back for cheap. I was just gonna say, if he's a free agent, I, I wouldn't. I kind of expect them because of his special teams role. They <laughs> they try to they try to bring him back too. Yeah, and then Seattle coach GM. Those guys are locked. Um, quarterback. So G- Geno Smith, he's still locked in with his new deal. Drew Locke is a free agent, though. I think they probably want to bring back Drew Locke. Um, I think Drew Locke is still a valuable backup in this league. So I, I think like him there. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think they try to keep him. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, running backs, Ken Walker, Charbonnet, those guys are locked in. McIntosh, he's locked in as a rookie contract. DJ Dallas is a free agent. I could see them bringing him back for cheap just because that's a guy that they've had for a while, um, and he fits that team pretty well. Yeah, com- they're, they're just comfortable with him, and I don't think he's going to be someone that demands any money on the market, so I could see him stay. Right. Wide receivers, Metcalf, Lockett, JSN, Jake Bobo, who they got undrafted. Those four are pretty much locked in. They still have Dwayne Eskridge, who hasn't done anything. Derek Young still. So this wide receiver core, pretty uh, solid still. And then the tight ends, uh, Noah Fant is a free agent at the end of the year. Will Disley, Colby Parkinson's a free agent as well. Um, it's a pretty good tight end room, but you know Fant and... We'll see if they bring Fant back or they move on from him. I would love to see Colby Parkinson have a shot at the job, but I don't know if they're going to uh, be happy just going into the season with just him if they re-sign him. Yeah, I, I, I personally think that I'd be surprised if Noah Fant doesn't want to move on. Like, I just don't think right. the usage for him has been what he was hoping for um, the last really like two and a half years. And I think he probably believes in himself still and wants to go to a place where I don't even think the money has to be over the top. I just think that he ha- he, he feels like they want to utilize him in the right way. I don't think he feels right. like he's being utilized right. Yep. All right. Well, that is our crystal ball look into the NFC. Um, pretty good stuff there, Adam. Appreciate you uh, jumping Absolutely, on man. That. I'm, I'm excited. to do uh, America's game before we... Uh... America's favorite game before we get out of here, too? Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to see if any of our uh, our takes hit. And there's a couple ones that are going to be very interesting to see. The, the Bears, the Cardinals. It'll be interesting to look back on this this episode. Absolutely. 
All right, America's favorite game. I have two of them for you this Let's week. Let's get it. What do we got? Quick. All right, what's your favorite Thanksgiving Day food? Oh, man, that's so tough because there's so many of them. Uh, when stuffing's done right, I really like stuffing. It just right. it can depend I'm, on where I'm eating it at. So. Yeah, I'm, good. I'm with you on that. Stuffing is, could be really good. I always like apple pie. Apple pie is always a good one. Apple pie is very good. Are you a pumpkin pie guy or no? Not, you don't like no, pumpkin No, I'm not a pumpkin okay. guy at all. Gotcha. Yeah, I think it's it, it, it kind of depends on the person with that one. I I say stuffing. Where, um, I, where, I you like, at, where are you at with turkey? Uh, I like dark meat turkey, man. That's, oh, yeah, that's... absolutely. But is it like, um, you know, when you've got the holidays going around, Christmas and Thanksgiving and all these other holidays, Easter, are you like a turkey guy or are you a ham guy or are you something else? I, I'll go with turkey, I think, primarily. Um, the other thing is, man, it's man, it, you eat too much of that turkey, and I'll be, I'll end up passing out during one of these games. Yeah, so. you're like, damn it, NFL, why do you have this 8 o'clock game? I ain't making it to that. Yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> ma- barely made my way through game two in and out of it. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, second question then. Yeah. Favorite football Thanksgiving memory? Either a game, Ooh. highlight, something. Maybe a childhood football memory. Um, man, you know, I'm trying to think memory, actual Thanksgiving memory. Uh, I don't know. I've always enjoyed just the day, the way that it goes, the parade. I never understood, like as a kid, why the Lions, who were always so bad then, were always on TV. Right. But uh, so I don't know if I have a specific player memory. Um, let me think about that for a second. I'm not sure if I got one, but I, I just I'd have always enjoyed the day and the way it goes. You get the parade, right. you get the the first game, and it's always fun to get that third game, which is not a guaranteed team. You get you know it's yeah, not it's, just Dallas or it's not just the Lions. Yeah, I do like that the NFL did add that in. Um, I mean, hell, we got one of the most famous ones. We had the butt fumble with the Jets and the Patriots in one of those games. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. When I was a kid too, I used to love actually. You know, there wasn't always there wasn't the NFL ticket, and there wasn't all this yeah. stuff. I used to. My favorite thing was always honestly probably watching Barry Sanders and having a oh, real yeah. chance to watch him growing up. Absolutely. That was probably my favorite. Like not a specific memory, but a long memory of as a kid. Every year I got to watch Barry the whole game. I just loved watching him play. Absolutely, that's one of my favorite memories was Barry Sanders for sure. Uh, the Randy Moss game where he went off on Dallas in his rookie year, scored three touchdowns. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't remember if it was RG3's rookie year. I think it was. They played Dallas, and RG3 had a killer game. Um, I remember Peyton Manning played against the Lions um, one Thanksgiving with the Colts, and he went off for like four or five touchdowns. Um, yeah, so a couple couple decent football memories there was, I remember. I can't remember what year now, but I, I remember being at my grandparents' house in Steubenville, Ohio, and uh, watching – it had to be like late nineties when Barry had a he had like three touchdowns on almost two hundred yards and the the Lions went off. I think it was versus the Bears, if I remember right. But Okay. That was uh like I just remember in that game watching so excited. Like he kept having highlight play after highlight play. Oh, I yeah. believe I believe he had three touchdowns. So that was like yeah. probably my favorite one. Okay. Yep, those are all good ones, man. There's a been a lot of good uh Thanksgiving Day football memories. So for sure, stuff. man. I'm I'm looking forward to making more this year. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Well, happy Thanksgiving again. Appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Thankful for our audience and joining us every single week. Uh, Hope you guys have been enjoying. Definitely got a lot more coming the rest of the year. Help you guys win some championships. Uh, But, yeah, man, appreciate it. Appreciate you, Adam, uh, all the stuff you've done for me this season as well, man. Appreciate the hell out of you and Mike. 
Absolutely, man. Appreciate, uh, appreciate you as well. And appreciate, thankful for the opportunity to come on America's Game, put this out for you guys, all the stuff you're doing with the Waiver Wire podcast as well as America's Game Weekly. Yeah. Um, it's been it's been a great year. So thankful for everybody listening and the uh, the, the thing we're building over here, man. Excited for it. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, give uh, myself a follow at Eric Vanek NFL at um, America's Game Pod as well at South Harmon FF on Twitter and YouTube. If you guys can give us a follow there, give us a subscribe on YouTube. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, you know, we've got the holidays coming up, man. Check out the. Um, south Harmon ff website there's a nice little shop there you want to get yourself a south Harmon t-shirt hey you know what's coming up uh it's coming up this week man the america's game the logo the shirt it's all it's all scheduled to come out on the website at some point this week so just got to get the last final things in you'll be able to buy it eric's got it right there for you if you're on yes. podcast you couldn't see it but if you yes. do get this port part go over to the youtube real quick you can take a look at it or just go to south Harmon ff dot com forward slash store and you'll see the uh the america's game t-shirt yes. will be up the rumor out there is that there is a lot of single milfs and single ladies looking for the america's game t-shirt for christmas this year man it's a heavy hitter in the household it, it might it might have to be like a black friday drop you know like boom all of a sudden <laughs> here it is you know yes yes we even maybe even give you a slight deal on it exactly man give you a black <laughs> friday deal you come you're one of the first buyers of the shirt exactly yeah every single milf we, we love to see the milfs take some uh, pictures of our america's game t-shirts on i'd love it send it's, it on twitter you, normally you don't necessarily want to see him wearing like a, a shirt but if it's america's game shirt you're always excited like, yes man, this I'll is be gonna be perfect man it. this is yes. perfect yes i would love that <laughs> all oh, right i'm ridiculous i'm sorry <laughs> All right, guys. I appreciate you having me on. This was a good one, dog. Yes. Thanks uh, thanks again, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully the in-laws didn't drive you too crazy, but uh, appreciate everybody, and we'll see you next week for America's Game. Peace.